Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome into the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. We are back after just a small little break right there. And I've got James with me again from the Almond Brothers. James, welcome. Hello, hello. How are things going with you? Hey, they're good. They're good. Uh, how are things with the Almond Brothers? Uh, things are going great with the Almond Brothers. Uh, getting another win this last week. Feeling good about it. Moving forward to this week. Close matchup with a good friend of ours. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's us. Yeah. Little, little uh, host v. host uh, matchup here, so. We'll get to that here. We'll get to that here in a little bit. You know, the league pick them. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, last week, who did you play last week? Last week, we played our worst nightmare. Ah. And on Thursday night, it was our worst nightmare. What happened on Thursday night? I don't remember. Oh, the, the original prediction was we were supposed to win by quite a bit. And Thursday night, we were predicted to lose by quite a bit after the predictions and then going into Sunday morning games. So it was a little bit, uh, a little bit scary, but we, we ended up pulling it out. Oh yeah. Uh, we got, let's see here. We have Trevor Lawrence going tonight and Travis Etienne on uh, Thursday night football. I'm very worried about, I, it just seems like every primetime game, almost every one of them has just been a bust basically like not, as good as people thought it would be, even if it's two good offenses, it's just, I don't know. So I'm always worried about the primetime games. It's fun when you have a player playing in them, but uh, it just seems like it's usually uh, not as good as you think it's going to be. So I, I, I am slightly worried tonight about Trevor Lawrence and ETN. So we'll see how it goes. Um, well, and another thing about that is we've got Evan Ingram going. So if he does well, oh. you're doing well. Oh, so, no. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Hey, so we are almost at the halfway mark here of the season. And uh, let's go through each position really quick. And let's just see who is the leader in each position, okay? All right. All right. So, sorry, moving my microphone here. Moving my mic. Your top quarterback in the league through six weeks is Josh Allen, followed by Tua. And then Jalen Hurts. You guys got Jalen right hey. there. So, hey, you like that? Uh, Number three, any, big. Yeah. Any guess as to your your top wide receiver? Ooh. Uh, I not off the top of my head. Tyreek Hill, who we just made a uh, blockbuster duh. trade for. Did you see the trade? No. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. We made a big trade with Jake this this morning, super early. So we lost because of Tyreek Hill to Jake. And y'all now got to play him again on a different team. <laughs> I hate, I, I yeah, hate yeah. So, Tyree kills your number one uh, wide receiver, followed by Stephon Diggs, and then this is the the most amazing one to me so far. Your number three wide receiver so far this year is Adam Thielen for Big Orange Bullies. Adam Thielen, I mean, who was? Yeah, I thought he had retired. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the, the Vikings let him go. I bet they wish they had him now. Um, and you know, he has 126.50 points. He is wide receiver three on the year. Big Orange Bullies got him, I believe, in the 11th round. So, I mean, this is after all the IDP start going. They get the number three wide receiver currently in the 11th round. It could have been later. You might have to check me on that. But uh, anyways, that is 
an unbelievable season that Adam Thielen is having. Uh, your top running back, Christian McCaffrey, who is mm-hmm. injured, kind of, we guess. And then Raheem Mostert uh, for Big Orange Bullies. Those are your top two guys right there for Big Orange Bullies again, who is their team is number one uh, and looking very strong right now. Your top tight end for the season so far is Travis Kelsey for Kemp's crew. Right behind him, though, is Sam Laporta for the Golden Eagle Football Club with 80 points. So only nine points separating the two of them. Uh, TJ Hawkinson after that. Mark Andrews, Cole, Cole Komet, number five for West Coast. Wow, I had no idea. Anyways, uh, moving on. Your top kicker, Jake Elliott, East Coast Wombats, uh, 76 points. Your top defensive team, I mean, it's got to be the Cowboys, right? It's still the Cowboys, oh, yeah. 105 points, beating out Buffalo uh, for your worst nightmare, 90. Kim's crew has uh, Dallas. And then um, – your top IDPs for the year. Um, we got Zaire Franklin for Big Orange Bullies, 94.75 points. Quincy Williams for the New York Jets, their linebacker for 93 points for Tecmo. Uh, Bernard for Buffalo for Pace in Your Face, 84.25. Um, how do you say this guy from Jacksonville? I can't remember how to say his name. Do you see it? 82.75 oh, points. I can't pronounce names. Yeah, There's whatever. No and uh, and then, no and then TJ that. Edwards, Allman Brothers. There you go. 81.50 for you guys. Finally. Yeah, Finally. so there you go. You get some love there. So, yeah, that's our our leaders at pretty much the halfway point before we get to the uh, the playoffs in our league. So, um, Big Orange Bullies up there a lot. Man, Big Orange Bullies having a strong, strong season so far. Yeah. Um, Thinking of the Big Orange Bullies reminds me of the Braves. I just want to have a moment of silence for our season. Um, still in mourning after uh, the first round exit there to the Phillies, but the Phillies are on fire. <laughs> yep, hundred yeah, percent. Phillies, I hate it. I mean, they found the motivation they needed. They uh, took stuff out of context, turned it into bulletin board material. You know. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say to all that. No, thank you. All right, let's move on to the, uh, let's see. Let's do the fab and the show me the money. Show me the money. All right, this past week, uh, we had a few big moves here with fab. Did you guys uh, get anybody, James, fab-wise? I'm thinking we spent a little money. I'm thinking you did. Um, they, Maybe we spent a little parted a little bit with that end of the season bank, but you know we got to get rid of that bag somehow. Yes, uh, I'm going to go over because we missed the last couple weeks uh, or last week we missed. Um, Deontay Foreman went for forty dollars to your worst nightmare. Uh, Jeff mm. Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr. went for twenty one to Tecmo. Um, there were some bigger ones. I'm trying to see, or uh, I think those are the biggest ones that we had. Uh, and then as far as the competing offers between that last week, uh, Pace in Your Face had, let's see, I think it was Pace. Yeah, Pace in Your Face had uh, Wallace, the safety for Arizona, who's our, he has already dropped him. Uh, he got him for $2, beat Kemp's crew for $2. Jeff Wilson Jr., like I said, went for 21 to Tecmo, outbidding Pace in Your Face for 12 and Kemp's crew for 8 Um, Let's see here. Kendrick Bourne 
went this is this week. Kendrick Bourne got went to the Almond Brothers for 37. James, uh, take us behind the scenes on that. Who made the call for 37? Uh, that was that was Blake's band. Um, you know, I, I gave him the account numbers, and I'm just letting him him Let, run with that and write the checks. So yeah, he can write that check. Kendrick Bourne goes for 37, and uh, Greco was the closest bid with two two dollars. Uh, you know, we I've given a lot of people a hard time about overpaying <laughs> <laughs> two dollar bid against us, but you know yeah. what? We got our man. We you got, got our man. <laughs> And uh, moving on, we got Zach Evans uh, running back for the Rams. He went for 18 uh, fab to uh, the Big Orange Bullies, beating out Kemp's crew, who had 15. And then uh, we put in a $0 bid. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, that was pretty much it for the competing bids there. So anyways, uh, should be interesting to see how the, the Rams utilize Zach Evans and that whole situation with the running backs and everybody. So uh anyway yeah. that was our fab for the week um james let's just go ahead and get into it here because we've got a really good call of the week um so it's a familiar voice to everybody i would say here so uh let's go ahead and hit our call of the week it's time for the call of the week all right we are joined by jordan pace uh and I guess I mean, do we do we have breaking news? Do we have breaking news on this thing? Tell me, we have breaking uh, news. It depends on the, it depends on the on the news. Are we talking work or fantasy or personal? Oh, or, oh, I guess just fire away at all of them. What do you have? What do you well, have? Well, I guess I guess since uh, this will, this will be the first time I've been on the podcast where uh, I join you as a dad. Oh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, feels, it feels strange to call that breaking news. He's uh, as of Tuesday of this week. A uh, little Maddie Pace is two weeks old. Yes, so, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie Pace. I like it. Yep. So yeah, somebody somebody asked me if, if we named him after Matt Ryan, Matt, Maddie Ice. <laughs> uh, no, no, definitely that, that's not. a hard no. Yeah. So uh, give us the stats. Do you have the stats? I've got them yeah, in front of me. Stats- you know. Yep, the stats are kind of like uh, really like someone from my fantasy team. They're they're actually dropping. They're not looking great right now. He was eight fourteen at birth, eight pounds fourteen ounces, and uh, we haven't come back up there quite yet. We're getting close. His yeah, numbers were dropping there for a while, but we're, uh, we're we're getting back up there. But birth birth weight is a big old chunker, eight pounds fourteen ounces. Yeah, twenty two yeah. and a half inches long. So he's like a tall skinny. Nice. And you said, uh, is it blue eyes, brown hair? Is that what you said? Yes, which that also has seemed to change a little bit too. Yeah, so yeah. everything's changing. We thought for sure that Wyatt was going to have red hair for, I mean, the longest time, months. And uh, I'm still, I still don't know what color hair he's going to have. It looks blonde and brown at this point, so who knows? But uh, yeah, it always changes. So uh, any any good stories that you have from um, from that time? At the hospital, getting home. I, I remember one story from when Winnie was first born. When we left the hospital, I remember driving so cautiously back to our house. Uh, I remember triple checking, like, you know, four-way stops, any intersection. I I, I mean, I was driving as careful as possible um, mm-hmm. after we left. So, you got anything like that? Yeah, I was thinking of stories that I could share on the podcast that Brandy wouldn't be too upset about because there were some, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't call them horror stories, but um, we we got to the hospital probably, at, you know, 
almost 24 hours before Maddie was born. So we were there for a while, kind of like a little false alarm situation. And when she finally started pushing, I mean, it took a while. I'll just, I won't get too specific, but the funny story is I, I look down, I'm helping Brandy as much as I can. I get, you know, I'm holding her hand, I'm helping in other ways and my phone is not on me, but I've got my watch on my wrist and I'm getting texts that way. And I look down and in the midst of like all the chaos, like we're close to crowning, Okay. I look down and I'm in a group text with Jacob Adams, formerly of uh, CMB and our buddy, Chris. And this text just says NWI is on pace for nine touchdowns and 600 yards elite question mark. And then <laughs> like seconds later, we have a baby. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, great. It, was, it was a Sunday, right? Was it, it, was, Sunday? It, was a, it was a Tuesday, but oh, okay, it, was, okay, okay. it was so on brand yeah. for, for that text to come through at, at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, ours uh, ours was really funny because we were uh, like a week early, and yeah. we didn't realize like the night before we've been watching Monday Night Football. The Titans were playing, and uh, Whitney at one point was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go take a shower and go to bed." We had a couple people over. I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." You know, she's nine months pregnant, and so I would think anything of it. And then uh, she, I get to bed at like ten thirty. She goes, "You happen having contractions all night?" And I was like, "What?" And so we called the doctor, went the next morning. They're like, hey, uh, you're in labor. You need to go to the hospital now. And we were like, really? No. And we drove to the hospital, walked there, like, hey, we're here to check in. And they're like, um, are you in labor? We're like, yeah, no, she's in labor right now. The doctor wants to come. But they're like, are you sure? Because we were just like so nonchalant about it. <laughs> like we had no clue what was really going on. It was it was quite fun. <laughs> We, we kind of had a version of that, too, where, like, we were actually four days past her due date, and we went to her OB visit, and they were like, yeah, we're not going to let you go home without birthing a baby. So we just got in the car and drove around to the other side of the hospital and, and got checked in. And, yeah, it was – it was uh, it wasn't as, like, ceremonious as I thought. Like, we didn't have, like, a water know. on the couch. Yeah. It was just like a yeah. – Did yeah, you have the bag packed? Did you have the bag packed in with you? Yep. All, all the bags were packed. Everything was, was ready to go, so – Better than me. We hadn't started. We hadn't put our bag together yet, so we had to go home and do that. So we that, was, that was definitely on my to do list for a long time. I, I I waited till like the last minute. So uh, Pace, are you guys getting any sleep? What's the the sleep status? Sleeping better. I mean, I feel so guilty, right? Because like, there's only so much the dad can do, like biologically, right? Like we can help <laughs> out in a yeah. lot of areas, but in this time, it's just like you know, tell me what to do and I'll, I'll jump in and help where I can. But I'm such a heavy sleeper, like a really heavy sleeper. Like I sleep through storms. I, you know, people have like tried to hit me to wake me up and it doesn't work. So Brandy's just kind of at this point, she just kind of toughs it out. And if it's really bad, she'll wake me up. But um, yeah, sleep's going okay for me. Uh, I wake up in the morning and Brandy kind of looks like a zombie. So I'm, I'm trying to be better about waking up intentionally in the middle of the night. It's just, yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, moving on to, to football, could uh, Maddie be the, the co-manager that you've been, uh, I guess, is this the reason you haven't had Jake as your co-manager? You just knew that uh, Maddie was going to be the co-manager one day. Is that, is that the case? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, he's, he's kind of, I don't know. I was thinking about doing that, but he's been such a bad co-manager so far. Like he, you know, we're going to, we're only yeah. two since he's been around. Oh man, yeah, yeah. The vibes are bad with him right now, so he's got to he's got to show me that he's worthy of being a co-manager. As for Jake, <laughs> I just assumed when when his daughter was born, she would become his co-manager. But you know who knows? Yeah, that's true. What uh, what were your thoughts on? And I've asked everybody this, but um, what were your thoughts on the ice bucket this year at the draft with 
with Jordan, I want is in since that yours is, is pretty much the bar for everybody with the ice bucket. Um, what was your take on Jordan? I want is in? Yeah, I feel bad piling on because I feel like every guest has called in here and said that it was like really bad and it was, don't get me wrong, but I feel like the the thing that people aren't talking about is how much we had to wait for it too, right? Like, I feel like, you know, I think you said food's at 5.30 or 6 and then, you know, we were supposed to do the ice bucket either right before or right after and it felt like it was a good half hour. I knew it probably wasn't that long, but it was like, you know, if it would have been really, really good, I would I wouldn't have minded waiting that long, but um yeah there's something too about going into a parking lot and you see somebody in a you know an eagle's mask running through a church parking lot you know i I don't know it was a little it was a little alarming yeah yeah Uh, pace let's go back to week three um do you want to do you want to talk about this or do you remember week three Um, i was gonna yeah i i know what you're going now i i had to remember what week three was and it's just been such a bad season like that doesn't even stand out in ways that it should um but i i think i had the the bench performance of a lifetime yes we we think that you had the all-time um highest scoring bench in the 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 league possibly um achan went off for 51.30 points as did uh mckinnon mims uh downs had 13 yeah 13 yeah so just tell us like where were you when you all of a sudden you started to realize that a chain or a chan is about to just have a one of the best weeks of the season i mean sadly i mean you all know i'm I'm a huge titans fan so while all this is happening i'm also watching the titans lose 27 to 3 to the browns so it was a pretty rough Sunday, all things considered. Um, but yeah, I, I just, you know, A-Chain, I wanted to start from day one because I'd heard really good things coming out of Dolphins camp, but I just, he was getting like six snaps for the first two weeks. I was like, it's t- too risky. Um, so I, I kind of avoided that, you know, starting him that week. And I, I think I looked away from the Titans Browns game at one point and saw that like the, the Dolphins had put up like seven touchdowns on the Broncos. And I, yeah, that was, that was painful, man. I also realized like halfway through that week that I hadn't set on my like notifications for Yahoo, like push notifications when I, Oh wow. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed that dopamine that week because it just, it wasn't happening. <laughs> Question. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, James. Did you have an injury in that game to a running back? Uh, you could have the, the rule we're trying to push through. Oh, you could have managed and traded and put in a chain. So I, I see where you're going going there, James. Uh, Saquon Barkley got hurt in week two, so I uh, you know maybe if had if it had happened midweek, we would have thought about it. But yeah, I unfortunately I was having to play Matt Breida and uh, Alexander Madison. I even forgot you had Barkley on your team. I see him down there in your injured reserve spot. Um, so so Pace, what what is your take on the uh, the substitutions idea here pitched by uh, James and myself as we have received just three nays. Uh, on the Facebook message uh, group there, the, the group, what, what is your take on that? You know, I've thought about it and I, I don't want to just be another name. Right. Right. But I, for some reason, I just can't get behind this. And maybe there's a, maybe a little bit more marketing that could be done to kind of like massage me into a yay, but yeah. I just haven't, I just can't get there with it because to me, it's like, it's kind of like fantasy football is a game of luck in general. And there's no predicting week to week. I mean, you, you can you can do as much as you can as far as like 
you know, research and, and seeing who got as many snaps the previous week, but injuries are just so fluky. And I feel like fantasy football is a fluky game and it's almost impossible to try and like take it out of the game. But James, what's so your, your proposal is this would be a one, a once per season thing. I do think there should be a limit per season because I, yeah. one, it's not going to happen every week anyways. And two, we don't want people to take advantage of it um, and let it grow to something else. But I do think that it's funny that it's Jake and Kevin that are the naysayers because I feel like every new rule, Jake and Kevin both shoot down. Hmm. I, I see I would, that with Kevin. I mean, I, hey, you know. I, I would say that with Kevin for sure, not Jake. Yeah. Jake, Jake. Jake usually would go for it, but he's always been against the substitutions for some reason. Yeah. It's kind of a glass half full, glass half empty. Cause like when I hear this rule, my mind does not, and I'm generally an optimist, but my mind does not go to me being on the positive side of that rule change. All yep. my mind goes to is I'm playing HNF week 13 and one of their guys goes down, but they get to sub somebody out and I end up losing by like, you know, half a point. Um, that's where my mind goes is like, it's going to, it's going to negatively impact me and it wouldn't really hurt, help me in any way, but you know, that's yeah. just well, I guess, me being a little pessimistic. When I brought it up, when I brought it up, I, this in no way I think will benefit me. Uh, the style of management that Blake and I currently work with, uh, we're, we might not even catch so we have an injured player in time to change it before the next game starts. So no way that thing would help me. I was just looking at it from a standpoint of if you were managing a team and your quarterback goes down, you put another quarterback in. And if we're going to be really managing these teams, then we should – I think there should be still some flexibility to be able to adjust that team due to something outside of your circumstances. Now, if you just forgot – and you didn't put a chain in and he went off for 51 points, that's, that's on you. But if there's something out of your control that happens, I think the idea of having the opportunity to actually manage a little bit more, and it kind of be more of your team. I think, I don't know. That's where I came from with it in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it could be like the keeper thing where like as a, as a pilot basis, just do maybe one a season. And that, that may not even feel like it's worth it if you only get one per year, but you know, that might be a way to like, you know, entice people to want to vote yay for it next year is if it's just one per season, kind of like this dynasty thing or this keeper thing, you know, just keep, just keep one and we'll see if we like it. And if not, we can scrap it. Zach as the commissioner. Does that feel like it'd be a lot of work for you to have to go in manually every week and like make the substitutions for people or does that not bother you at all? I don't think it's going to be, I mean, it will be some work, but I do think that injuries and we're strictly talking injuries here. I think that, you know, you want fantasy football to be fun for everybody. And I think that we are making changes in our league to make it like that. Um, with the median score, it feels like we're trying to eliminate somewhat of the luck of yeah. just, you know, of, you know, maybe you go up against somebody that have a hot week and and you do too, but you still lose. Um, so like the median score, us being a PPR league just kind of eliminates the luck of people scoring touchdowns, getting a lot of points. You know, if your guy catches a lot of passes, then you're getting points. So this is just another another avenue for that, in my opinion. I think that injuries are the kill shot for your team. And so it's just kind of the ultimate um, joke, I think, if, if you had somebody who got hurt, you know, in the first half and you're done just because they happen to get hurt, you know. So I'm open to trying it out. I'm not saying it's, you know, like I said, with and, or what you alluded to with keepers, with it not being permanent, we're just trying this out. Um, I think we should try it and just see how it goes. 
and uh you know just just see what happens and if we if we yeah. don't like it we'll just end it but I, I just know it's not fun when you you have a bunch of injured players um and you could swap you know maybe swap one out or something like that yeah and like using well, that I think week even three, oh, go ahead. oh you're good go ahead no i was just gonna say like using that week three example that you talked about about my bench kind of going off like for me, if you're, you know, if you were my opponent that week, so I played East Coast Wombats. Like, imagine if Matt Breida, like, tweaked his ankle in the first half and he only put up, you know, 12 points that week. And me, I am rewarded to, to put in Devon A-Chain, who put up 51 points, just because, you know, my starting running back, you know, had a, a tweaked ankle in the first half. That rewards me for making a bad start-sit decision. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I should have well, started all along. Yeah. Well, part of that would be too. You wouldn't have known A Chain was going to get fifty-one points either because you would have had to put him in before his performance. Yeah. Like the decision would have to be made. It couldn't be. It had to be somebody in a later game. Which Zach even brought up the point, and that also would help the free agent pool some because you oh, may have to drop. You may have to drop an A Chain because he. You don't have a running back that's going to play. So you either take the injury, don't worry about it, or you drop a player you weren't intending to because you need the points that week potentially. Yeah. To etch out a victory. Yeah, it's like and how bad do you want brought up with the concussions, you know, with the concussion protocol now with the league changing with that. I mean, you could potentially lose your quarterback due to a one week, you know, he has to come sit out and they say, yeah, we need to do further studies on you. And he's only out the rest of that game. He comes back the next week. Yeah. It kind of feels like a mulligan. Like if you're, you're saying so, like if, if your guy got hurt at, on the, the noon game on Sunday, um, you know, then you could, if there was a, a running back to be had, even if it's like an RB three playing on Monday night, you would be able to sub that person on a Monday night if they're available on waivers or if they're on your yeah. team. Or if they're yeah. on your team yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the three fifteen games or the Sunday night football game, you know, like those are the people that are eligible. It can't be somebody who has already played past halftime and you can only substitute for somebody that is actually injured that has, you know, questionable uh, tag on their name. You know, so like it can't be, you know, this guy tweaked his ankle and he's, you know, and they just didn't put him back in the game. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't put him back in. Like it has to actually have the questionable tag, you know. So, so anyways, a lot to discuss there. Um, yeah, I like, I like everybody's angle there. Are you liking the median score so far, Pace? Do you like that change? I was going to bring that up. So I, you know, if it weren't for the median score, by the way, I would be in last place. Um, actually I would not be in last because I, I think Techno and Isaiah, uh, I'm not sure. Nope. I'm the only winless team. It looks like, well, me and Isaiah, we both are Jordan. I want is in nine. The two Jordans are own six in matchups, but we are, uh, you know, he's one and 11 and I'm three and nine. So had it not been for median score, I would be in the ice bucket contention. I still am arguably, but you know, I, when you were explaining the median score thing at the draft, you know, it was after the draft was over, we were kind of debating it and talking about it. I think I was in kind of cleanup mode, and so I was kind of half paying attention. And then when I saw you explain it in the Facebook group, I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Like, you know, it's it's so deflating when you have a monster week, but the person that you played just happened to have a bigger monster week. And so I, I've looked at, you know, this season in general, in general for me, like I have played the top opponent almost every week in terms of like what my opponents are putting up. It's kind of unreal. Um, yeah, on, you do have the most points against you is you, you have the most right now, I think. 
Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and, and Jordan does too. So that makes sense. Like that we're both in last, but I just can't get a win. And, you know, and I'm not, it's not that I'm putting up the fewest amount of points. Like I've, you know, I'm in, it looks like 11th in, in points four. So not, not excusing my team, really bad season, bad job by me, a lot of injuries. Um, but yeah, the median score, I'm a huge fan, clearly. Yeah. Um, well, I'll say, I'll say this year, this week kind of changed my view. I'm, I'm week to week on it. Um, because Blake and I are actually having a pretty successful year right now. But we've got three losses, and two of those are against the median score. Mm. And so I feel like when you're – if you're having success and winning the games, but now your record's showing worse because maybe you still won, but you didn't quite – like I think this week it just changed. But before we were two points under the, meet, the median score. And I was like, man, we're going to have a loss for two points. But we won the game. And so I wonder, you know, just based off, like you said, you wouldn't have any wins right now if it weren't for the mean score. So it's a really benefit. But then look in the other direction, if you're having a good season, but your losses are coming off the median score. I just think it's going to be funny to see how it pans out in the end of the season. I was going to say, like, you can't really have an opinion on it until week 13 and median score may have helped you get in the playoffs or it may have prevented you from going. So half the people in this league are going to love it. And the other half are going to wish we never voted for it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's very, that's very true. Base, I noticed that you have the most fab left out of anybody in the league with 98 fab. Um, has there been, is there some kind of strategy to that or have you just missed out on some players, anybody that you wish you would have been more on? No, I feel like I was in a competition with, uh, with Almond Brothers as far as like having the most waiver budget left, but there really hasn't been a strategy or a reason for that. I just, I think each week it's, you know, I'm not seeing anybody worth throwing the bank at. Uh, I've been really surprised by some of the names that are, are, you know, requiring so many fab dollars, um, you know. I, I think just for me, I haven't seen anyone worth throwing a bunch of money at. And my my Tuesday nights this season have been a little different than they have in previous seasons. So I've not been really tracking it uh, that Tuesday like I used to. And it's more about like Wednesday morning waking up and, and grabbing the scraps. Yeah. Um, have you come close to any trades with anybody? Yeah, I've come close with a few. I, I was in talks with one team and, you know, it, it was kind of a depressing, deflating feeling. And I've not been in this in recent seasons. I've been in this position before, but you know, I'm kind of viewed right now as the bottom feeder. So I, w- I wasn't happy with the, uh, with the trade offer I got because essentially I was told, you know, your, your roster is terrible. You know, you might as well do a two for one and give up one of your stars for two scrubs. Um, so that didn't, that didn't feel too good, but you know, that's, that's just the reality of where my team's at. Yeah. Uh, this week you are facing the golden Eagle football club. And uh, I noticed that you haven't updated your roster. You don't have Fields. It's, I mean, Fields isn't playing, right, Justin Fields? I don't believe he is. He's currently doubtful. I heard someone say he's he's going to try and play. Um, but it's just like I can't will myself to put Gardner Minshew in that starting quarterback slot. So I'll probably wait till Sunday morning to actually do it. Yeah, so uh, right now you are a big-time underdog against uh, – Cameron right there and just looking at your team it's just been a roller coaster of emotions for you I mean with with uh HN Saquon and now Fields is hurt um and all these guys seem to have their moment like they're about to go off and um is there anybody on your team that you uh that you're thinking about keeping for next season or um or anybody that you're looking to move before the trade deadline in our league 
Yeah, I mean, in the past, I've been kind of like selfish with my players as far as when it comes to like trade offers. Like, hey, you know, this person, this person, this person's off limits. I don't really feel that way this year, except for A-Chain, just because I would like to add him as my keeper moving forward. I think the Chris Johnson comps are are kind of wild to me, but I, I can kind of see it the way he plays. He's just so fast and, you know, I want to hold on to him next year. So everyone on my team is up for grabs except for A-Chain because I'm going to try and keep him next year. Gotcha. All right, before we let you go, Let's go to the Titans really quick. Who do you want to see at quarterback more, Will Levis or uh, Willis? Oh, it's not even close, man. Levis, I just you got to see what you've got in, in Manny's boy. Um, you know, Willis, we've seen him. I mean, I feel bad for the guy because it's every time he's come into play, it's been, you know, in relief of a, a Tannehill injury and, and with a terrible offensive line. But even, you know, I, that was a good excuse for last season when he came in and looked really bad. But this year, with a whole offseason to prepare, I just have not seen any progress from the guy. And I don't think he's a starting NFL quarterback. I think he's maybe a number two, but you got to see what you have in, in Levis. I mean, you, you traded up in the second round. You gave up draft capital to get him. Um, I would rather see what I have in him now. And, you know, if he's just so, so bad – and you're considering not tanking, but if you're going to be in a top five position in the draft, you, you might know if you can move on and, and, and get somebody else versus, you know, riding with Levis next year. So I, I say Levis, I hate that Tannehill's last throw as a Titans probably going to be a interception in London, but that, that might be what we're looking at. Uh, who do you think it is Sunday? Do you think Levis starts or he gives it to Willis? Well, it's interesting because the bye week, so you know they'll have. Oh a yeah, that's right. Sorry. To prep, so I, I think we'll know more like tomorrow if Tannehill had that uh, tightrope surgery they're talking about, and if he had that surgery, then obviously he's going to be out. I think I think Levis gets the start. All right. Any merit to the uh, Derrick Henry rumors? Uh, in your opinion on on him possibly getting traded? Uh, I don't know if there's any merit, but I have told family to hold off on buying the zero to three month. Uh, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry jersey for Maddie. So I thought I thought we might get like a matching dad and son uh, jersey, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes on that one. Wait, was that the jersey you got? Is that right? Yes. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, jerseys are just like it's. I I understand what Jeff Gaw is talking about, like with his thing on jerseys. It's just they're risky investments. Yeah, that that's why you always get a kind of like a legend. Or you pay a little bit extra and get the customized one. That's my. I opinion. think I think Derrick Henry is going to be evergreen. Like even if he got traded, I can you could still wear that jersey. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's going to be like an Eddie George jersey. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. So I, I still I still like the jersey. It's just like my luck with jerseys. Like you know, I think I've told this story before, but in two thousand nine, I guess it was, or maybe it was twenty ten. I can't remember which year. I think it was twenty ten. I you know the Titans signed Randy Moss off waivers on December. I don't know. Just, let's say December 1st. And that Christmas I asked my mom for a Randy Moss Titans Jersey. Right. Well, he was cut like January 1st. So probably one of the poorest Jersey investments I've ever had, but they've all been bad. Yeah. Oh, Zach had a pretty good one in Calico. Yeah. Calico that Calico <laughs> that pretty much did it for me after he got, he was gone. I was like, you know what? I'm done buying all these player jerseys. So. Yeah, and that's just like you have to learn that lesson at some point. Like, you know, you guys are a little older than me, so you got to learn that, uh, you know, earlier in life. And I just, I, I think Mario, learning. Yeah. Mar- Mariota was the last jersey I bought. I bought it yeah. on the way on the way to Tampa Bay for his like first game his rookie year. And I think I remember saying like, "This is the last one I'm buying." So if I have to keep winning this league, if I want to keep getting jerseys. 
Yeah. Um, Pace, thanks for joining us. Is there anything else that you want to shout out before we, uh, we end the conversation? No, no, I, I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, this has been kind of a unique season for me. I'm hoping I can make a, a, a comeback, but you know, if I can make the playoffs, I, I vow I'm going to keep trying this. You're never going to see pace in your face tank. You're never going to see me slack off. I think, you know, I've, I've got the most points against, but if you look at like total moves, I think I'm in like the top five of total moves. So we're still making moves over here at pace in your face. Uh, the winds are not showing it, but the efforts there, I promise. Mo- motivational right there. I like that. Do you feel motivated? Yeah, James? You like I that? Do. I'm ready to run through a wall. Yeah. All right. Jordan pace, father of uh Maddie pace. Uh, Thank you for joining us and good luck the rest of the year. All right. Thanks guys. Again, thanks to Jordan Pace for joining us, James. Great phone call, right? Oh, great phone call. Great guy. It's like he's, it's like he's got experience behind a mic or something. Yeah. It's like uh, we could have done the whole episode with just uh, Pace right there, you know, just with the interview. So, um, but you know what it is, don't you? What? It's that new dad energy. Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Get him going. We talk about Maddie. We're throwing our kids in there. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, somebody may be scratching their head going, I thought this was a fantasy football podcast. What is this baby hour or something? You yeah. Know? We didn't even get into like talking about changing diapers or anything like that. So, oh, yeah. Another good stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Special thanks to, to Pace for joining us there. Just uh, like we said, it's been a roller coaster season for, for, uh, for Jordan. But, you know, at the end there, it's very motivating. Yeah, it kind of sounded like Tim Tebow there for a split second, you know. Um, yeah, I went and put some eye black on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, let's move on, uh, finish up the episode here, and uh, let's go ahead and do our picks of the week. Picks of the week. All right, we got a three-way tie right now for League Pick'em. Uh, we got Greco, the Pick'em Prophet, who has shown up. He had a six-and-one week. Um at, and we got to talk about really quick the tie. Did you see that we had a tie between us and Jake? I did see that. Yeah. So the tie was broken this morning. We barely uh, won. We had two stat corrections actually. Um, oh wow! In your favor? Say what? In your favor? One was not in our favor, and one was in our favor. I think uh, it was. I don't know. I have to. I have to look at it again. But. Uh, Anyways, I think we've only had one tie ever in the league, and I need to go back and look. That was what I was thinking. Jake texted me, and he was he was thinking it was the first time, um, but I didn't have a chance to go back through the archives and look at the the years um, or the different different seasons and see if we had one. But it's just crazy that it even landed on a tie like that um, with all the fractional points that we have in our league. So, but uh, uh, anyway. Yeah. Greco is Jake is Jake calling collusion on losing on a second stat correction. Nah, that nah. He doesn't want to talk about the other stat correction. So okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see here. Greco is now six and one. Um, for this this past week with his picks, Jake went five and two, and uh, Blake Almond Brothers went five and two as well. Uh, strong side. Matt had a good week. He went six and one. A lot of people had good weeks. Matt Collins, Pace, all of them went six and one, making some moves there. So uh, three-way tie, Greco, Jake, and Blake at the top in first place. Um, let's go ahead and hit our matchups. James, let's get to the uh, the elephant in the room here. Allman Brothers versus H&F Industries. Right now, you guys are 52% favorites. Uh, who do you got in this one? Ooh. 
I don't know. Now I didn't. I didn't even look at your players, and I missed <laughs> the trade. The the box office trade there. Yeah. And I just can't. I'm. I may have to pick you guys because of stinking Tyree Hill. Oh man. Well, like yeah. he's just been so good this year. Don't jinx us. We have. Let's see. One, two, three players. Four, five, all in primetime games. I that stuff bothers me. So, uh, like I mentioned yeah. before. But uh, anyways, we'll see what happens. Um, you guys got Hurts going, Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully, he gets. Uh, uh, hopefully, he'll pick it, figure it out, pick it back up this week. Yeah, pick it back he'll up. The ball. Everybody's talking up uh, Isaiah Pacheco. So, and then you got Evan. Oh, he's been great. Handcuffing us with Evan Ingram this week. So we we will see what happens. Uh, moving on to the big orange bullies and donuts. Stop believing. Uh, Rich has not set his lineup. I'm going to take it here because uh, well, big orange bullies is an 84 percent favorite. So uh, mm. yeah, I I mean it'd be too easy to do this. Do this as your lock of the week. I'm looking at his bench players really quick. Uh, he's got Palmer. He can put in there. Cream. Yeah, so he's got he's got four guys. Oh, he's got Aaron play. Jones too. Yeah, P- Rich just has not checked his lineup yet. Is what this comes down yeah. to. So, uh, come anyway. on, Rich, we're trying to do a podcast Rich, here. Help us out. Yeah, come on, stop selling houses. All right, uh, Kemp's crew versus the East Coast Wombats. Um, we got a close matchup here. We got Kemp's crew, fifty-two percent favorites versus the East Coast Wombats. James, who do you like in this one? Ooh. Uh, who did you give Jake? Amante Brown and um, Nakua. Nakua. Ooh, that's a that's a great trade. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I I went with uh, you as the underdog because of Tyreek Hill. So I'm gonna take Jake as the uh, the upper dog here, and uh, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna give him the win over the East Coast Wombats with that close of a margin. He's got uh, Tyler Algier starting this week. Let me see who he's got on a bye real quick. On his, uh, Yeah, Brees Hall's on the bye. That's who it was, yeah. Starting Jordan Love this week over uh, Kirk Cousins, so making a big move there. Um, and then yep. the question mark I'm really interested to see tonight is what happens to Alvin Kamara with uh, Jamal Williams back. Probably not too much to make a difference first game back for Jamal Williams coming back from IR. Uh, but that will be very, yeah, very interesting to watch. Now. Um. So, uh, but you're, you're picking Kim's cruise, right? I uh, think I'm gonna go with Jake on this one. All right. Moving on to the Golden Eagle Football Club versus Pace in your face. Uh, as we discussed before, Pace is an underdog in this one. Golden Eagle Football Club. Cam is 64 percent uh, pick to win. Who do you got on this one? You know, I, looking at it, I would say Cam. But after the motivational speech and the the <laughs> no quit and Jordan Pace. I, I'm gonna go for the upset of the week here. Whoa! I'm calling. I'm calling Pace. Whoa! I think he's gonna cover, and uh, he's he's gonna do what needs to be done. All right, all right. So uh, yeah, I think I think Cam will win it. Um, now, I mean that's probably the smart choice, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, you got a believer out of uh, James over here, Pace. Uh, I know he's gonna like that. We got the West Coast Wombats next versus Greco. Uh, Greco is picked. Uh, favorite 66 percent right now over 34 percent to the west coast wombats who have just been absolutely snake bitten with bad luck uh injuries so far this year uh who you got on this one james you know to cover my uh my spread there on the pickums i'm gonna take greg co greg co on this one 
And uh, let's see here. We got Do- – is Debo playing? Debo is not practicing, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens. That's a Monday night game, so um, that'll be one to keep an eye on. They're starting Zeke uh, as well. So you're going with Greco? Yep, going to still stick with him. All right, moving on. Strong side versus Isaiah 40-31. We've got – Isaiah, 40-31. Jordan Iwan is in the favorite, 52% to 48 versus strong side. Um, who you got on this? I'm going to take strong side again. I just I think Isaiah is not having quite the year he wanted. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think some news came out about McCaffrey while we were recording this. Uh, it's his oblique now. So, um, Oh, yeah. I thought it was something different before. I could be wrong. Um, I remember hearing oblique earlier in the week. Oh, you heard oblique? Okay. Yeah. It was something else. Anyways, obliques are pretty annoying. That's a pretty annoying injury. So, uh, yeah, things are looking pretty meek (laughs) for McCaffrey and his oblique from earlier in the week. Yes. And (laughs) moving on on to uh, your worst nightmare, Kevin versus Tecmo Power Runners, Jeff and Rob. Kevin is a 79% favorite. Over Tecmo, and I don't, I don't see any injuries or bye weeks to Jeff and Rob. They are starting. Yeah, I don't either. It's just they're starting Kenny Pickett. This might be the biggest without you know bye weeks really playing a huge role for them. Not well, Joe Burrow. Oh no, that's that's where your worst nightmare. Hold on. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Tecmo's without Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. Micah Parsons, Quincy Wood. Yeah, okay. This is a yeah. yeah that's that's some pretty big guys out on their IDP. Yes, Rob would tell you they're they're not looking good for this week. So, yeah. so uh, that should be a, a gimme. But hey, crazier things have happened, you know. So that's true. That's true. I'm already taking one landslide though uh, from an underdog. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with your worst nightmare on this one. I can't risk it twice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us for this week. We are glad to be back. Thank you again to uh, Jordan Pace for joining joining us. And uh, anything else, James? I got nothing. I hope uh, the bye week for the Titans, they learn how to play football again. Man, no doubt. Yes. All right. We will see you all next week. Good luck in week seven. (laughs) 